0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio, conversations to grow your business. Now here's your host, Roz Lewis.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC's Open for Business, and this is going to be a fun one. Today I got with me Kelly Marshall, and she is with Esprit de Merci. Welcome. Welcome.
0: Thanks. It's great to be here.
1: Well, before we get too far into things, uh, tell us about your work. How are you serving people and what do you do?
0: Sure. Really, the essence of what we do at Esprit de Mercy is uh, it's about empowering and enabling leaders and teams to do their best work. We do this through a combination of services. Uh, each engagement's a little bit different, but we, we might incorporate things like individual coaching for leaders and executives design and facilitation of workshops based on specific needs for teams that might be going through a particular change or strategic initiative. We also provide uh, or incorporate some independent work uh, that sometimes can supplement for those workshops. And we host a small group coaching program for folks uh, early to mid-career that we call Leadership Foundations.
1: Now, are you finding that more and more organizations are leaning into coaching as a tool to help uh, their people get the most out of themselves and to really benefit the organization?
0: Absolutely. I think it's, you know, coaching as a profession is is still relatively young, uh, and there's a lot of different interpretations of what that might entail. Um, It's really ultimately a partnership and helping Clients and and team members see what sometimes they can't see themselves and being able to sort of think out loud with with a partner and so with that uh, it, it provides a lot of development and a lot of our development and learning happens in those uncomfortable spaces and once we realize what we can get through it prepares us for what comes next so we are seeing a growth in that applied either through, you know, external coaches or even as a component of just what leaders are doing differently today.
1: Now, um, if someone has never had a coach before and then they get the opportunity to be coached, what are some things they can do to get the most out of the experience?
0: sure great question so much of it is being open and leaning into the experience Uh, as I mentioned sometimes this stuff can get uncomfortable and it just means that you're you're going to find some answers you're going to dig into some places that might give you insight that you might not have had before it's uh, again it's it's the partnership of being able to think out loud in that safe space and being willing to learn, also being willing to have a little fun. Uh, if you take it so seriously, then um, you know sometimes you're, you could miss something from the experience. And so much of it is just about getting clear on what the goal and the objective is, and why that's so important. And once you get to that space, the how becomes pretty evident, and it's it's pretty. Um, Easy to work through some of the steps that it might take to get there.
1: Now, could you explain the difference between maybe other things that sound like this or could be construed as coaching, like um, consulting or therapy? Like, where are the edges of coaching as opposed to those other two?
0: Sure. Yeah. So, in the coaching is very future focused. Um, it's it's about taking something that you know you're already in a good space in the present and you're looking to make that even better. In many cases, therapy is gonna be focused on things that may have happened in the past that can help you be more functional in the present and then prepare you towards the future. Um, As far as consulting goes, a lot of times consultants will have a specific type of expertise. They might come in to diagnose a problem or create a solution and provide specific guidance, where in the coaching space it's about the client taking more of the leadership role in understanding where they want to go and then exploring what those opportunities might look like rather than a prescribed approach.
1: Now, when an organization says, you know what, I'm going to uh, dip my toe into coaching uh, for my team, do they start maybe with, Does it an outgrowth of mentoring or is it uh, kind of more like where, where do, How does that idea kind of bubble up and evolve into coaching as the solution? What's usually the typical path an organization goes through where then they eventually land on coaching?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. Mentoring programs can also be really effective um, in terms of uh, a lot of times. So that's another great term is how mentors come in might be somebody who's walked in the shoes of, of that professional and could you know, share some wisdom and experience from that, uh, and that can often move into coaching. And as somebody is developing in leadership, and certainly as you go up, up the ladder, if you will, um, there's more priorities, more stakeholders, more things to consider, and working with a coach can help explore some of those scenarios so that you can be that better team member with the staff that you may be on and team leader with the team that you're leading. So a lot of times coaching might be introduced with employees that are being considered for higher levels of leadership and um, as well as people who have already achieved those roles, you never stop growing, you never stop learning. So having this opportunity to work with this partner is something that uh, makes sense at all levels in the organization.
1: Now, do you find people that are open to coaching, they're almost there in terms of, you know, achieving their goals because they're being proactive, they're self-aware that they need coaching, like they already kind of have some of those qualities that somebody in leadership would possess?
0: Often that is the case. And I think that, you know, as time goes on, people are becoming more aware of the benefits of coaching. You know, in my, per, in my case, what, the first time I worked with a coach, I honestly didn't know a lot about it. And uh, as I got into the process, I kind of was like, man, I wish I had known about this sooner. So it, it kind of varies depending on what that person's exposure might have been.
1: So uh, let's talk about how the process works. So somebody, uh, when you're working with somebody, somebody might be assigned a coach or or is it always voluntarily like they're asking for a coach?
0: It it could be a a couple of different ways. Some organizations like to kind of have a a pool of coaches available because one of the things that's really important about this is this relationship has to, you know, for lack of a better word, click. Um, There has to be a good gut feel between the coach and the client that this is going to be a working relationship that's going to be beneficial so uh, what makes a lot of sense is if, if a, an individual has been identified as a candidate for coaching maybe they'll get you know three or four coaches that they'll get to sort of interview or engage with and then determine what they feel can be the best fit um, and then Conversely, you know, they may uh, see someone who's got some kind of a path or experience that they can relate to and say, wow, this could be a person that I'd really like to work with and and seek them out that way as well.
1: At that point, is it like kind of a chemistry fit you're looking for? Like what what is the qualities you're looking for for a good match?
0: I mean, for me, for me personally, I just love to learn from the people that I work with. And so when there's a sense of openness and willing to share, willingness to share, which is really, you know, pretty much most people. And again, you know, that that. Willing to do the hard work and and have a little bit of fun. Those are just the simplest of qualities. And if they're working in an area or an industry that perhaps I, I haven't or don't have as much familiarity with, it's an opportunity for me to learn as well.
1: Now, I've never had a coach like in a business sense, but I've had coaches like in uh, I've had personal trainers and fitness coaches. And from just stylistically, some people like to yell, some people like to encourage, some people like to be quiet. Like, how much of that stuff is important when you're trying to find the match? Like, does it have to, like, do you have to look forward to it every week? Or is it something that some people dread, but they know it's good for them?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's such a great analogy. And yes, there are those times. And then right after you're done, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Uh, One of my favorite aspects of the job is to celebrate success and a lot of times folks don't see they're so focused on where they still need to go that they're not always recognizing the um, progress that has been made so that's one of the real benefits of these connection points with the coaches to kind of level set and see what's happened and where to go next and and keep that balance there. so I don't know that I do a lot of, of yelling so much, but I definitely enjoy the aspect of, of celebrating. And then and then yeah, there are some times when you gotta kinda just take a pause and, and reset if if something seems to be going in another direction. That's where I as an observer can sort of call that out and say, Hey, here's what I'm seeing, it's happening, what's going on here?
1: So accountability plays a role as well. Like that's part of your your job is to hold me accountable.
0: Uh, to some extent, and to also help you find tools that will help you hold yourself accountable.
1: Now, um, is, is coaching a thing that you do for a period of time, or is this like once you're in it, you're kind of doing this now? This is just a lifestyle part of your growth as a human.
0: Yeah, sure. It varies, and there may be a season for some different things, and you may work with different coaches over time, depending on what those objectives are um you know examples might be somebody that's new at uh, a higher level of leadership and they're really transitioning to a new role or they may be transitioning to a new organization uh it could be somebody who's working on a particular area of growth that you know a coach that might have a certain level of expertise while they're the thought partner not the consultant it's kind of nice when somebody speaks the language and can um can kind of cut through some of that aspect of things so it could be seasonal and then um you you could even move move to something where it's kind of a once a month type of a deal of the check-in process just to make sure that you know again as you as you go higher in those levels of leadership sometimes you just need that objective third party to be able to um, to work through some things with
1: Now, Sid, you mentioned earlier that coaching is relatively new as a profession. Can you talk about uh, the importance of working with a certified coach as opposed to, I would imagine that somebody could just say they're a coach and not go through some of the learning and the kind of foundational elements of being a coach?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly some amazing coaches out there that may not have gone through the certification process. What I like about it is it sets a degree of standardization. The International Coach Federation was formed in the mid-90s, and that is the organization that governs the standards for uh, certification and ongoing, um, you know, training and development for coaches. And also, we have a code of ethics that we work by. So that, you know, quickly creates a degree of consistency across, um, across the industry. And the other benefit of it is going through the process of the certification itself means that as a coach, I become a client and I can better experience what my clients are experiencing. Uh so it's it's pretty rigorous and um and, and hard work, but it uh for me has been a, a really great way for me just to enhance what I want to do.
1: Now, let's talk for a moment about the GWBC. Why was it important for you to get involved with that organization?
0: Yeah, I heard about this not long. So I started Esprit de Mercy in 20, late 2017, so I'm pretty new to this world of entrepreneurship. And uh, in 2019, last year, I went through the process of certification um, and attended actually just snuck it in right before uh, we, we began to stay home. We had the last tables of eight um, lunch in February and just was immediately warmly welcomed by this amazing community of folks. And no matter what area of business we were in, you know, everybody had something that they could relate to each other in. And on top of that, just the, the facilitation that GWBC provides in connecting with some of the larger organizations who are looking to do business with diverse suppliers. So this opportunity that we can all, you know, learn from each other is something that has been really great about the relationship with GWBC.
1: Now, in your uh, practice, are there, do you have like a sweet spot on d- different types of people or maybe organizations that you work with? Like maybe it's in a certain industry or it's a um, you know, professional services or manufacturing? Do you have kind of a, a sweet spot that you like?
0: Well, one thing I've definitely noticed is that really regardless of the sector or type of industry, that as an organization hits a certain size, there's there's a culture, whether you have intention around that or not. And depending on where that organization is, you know, having that purpose and, Value system that you work towards, yet also leveraging the power of diversity within teams. So there's a commonality that I see across all of that. As far as the things that I enjoy the most in in this is being able to leverage some of the background that I have. But, but prior to this work, I. Um, spent about half of my corporate career on the finance side and the other half on the, on the HR side. So being able to connect the business aspects with the importance of um, engaging and developing the teams. So when, when the work involves, you know, those aspects, it, it really gets me excited.
1: So now um, from an, so do you, so I know you work with both individuals and organizations. What is the process when it is an organization? Uh, do you go in through HR? Like, is it typically you're working with a uh, one person? They're like, hey, I should bring this to the rest of the team. Like, what's your kind of usual entry into an organization?
0: Yeah, so it depends, it, you know, in the case of, uh, The example of an organization that might be building a coaching pool that's generally going to be managed through the HR function. And again, depending on the size and nature of the organization, there isn't always an HR function. So um, in other cases, uh, a team lead may, you know, just be speaking about, hey, I want to bring my group together and we're going to be you know, putting our strategy together, and I need to think about ways that we're engaging. We've got new team members, and we've, we've, we've got to put our plan together, these kinds of things. And so as I begin to talk to that person, I can see ways to incorporate aspects of coaching with that. So it's about facilitating and helping them bring that stuff together. So sometimes it has been working directly with a, a functional lead, and at other, and then they'll connect me in with an HR function if it exists at that organization, and then sometimes it's going in directly through HR, and then they can see ways that I can work with their folks.
1: And if somebody wanted to learn more about your you, your work, or your team, uh, is there a website?
0: Yes, it is www.espritamerci.com that uh, translates from French as a spirit of thank you. So gratitude has always been a foundation in the approach and it's spelled dot com. And absolutely reach out to me, you know, through LinkedIn or, or send us an email at info at com. I love meeting new people and always look forward to conversations to see what we might be able to do together.
1: Good stuff. Well, Callie, thank you so much for sharing your story today.
0: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.